Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! Ah! Yeah! There we there go. Is that hey, that's perfect. Okay. Great. That Hello, great. everyone. Welcome to the Film Majors. I'm Zach. I'm Alexis. I'm Mick. Great. And I'd like to open us up right away by I'm correcting already, myself. I'm already open, Zach. I'm always open. Great. Well, open for business. Open that man for is. Business. He's open for Zachary Harris. Come this time. <laughs> I already did. This Sunday, 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 Zachary Harris. What's happening? I don't. I need to know what's going on. Mother. <laughs> Well, what's going on is I need to... Yeah, you're fucking pleased. I really... I thought about it, too, on my way over here. I was like, I was like I'm going to do it today. today I'm going to do I'm it. And I thought them. you were about to do it, so then I was like, oh, I'm going to go for it, guys. No. Uh, I, uh... I cited the uh, writer Willow McClay in our last episode on We're All Going to the World's Fair, which uh-huh. more of you need to listen to, and more importantly, more of you need to go see or watch on HBO Max, because it's a good fucking movie. Um, but I uh, referred to Willow McClay by they, them pronouns. Her pronouns are she, her. So sorry, Ms. McClay, uh, your writing was wonderful, and I'll probably pop a link to it on our social media. So... I'm uh, really two for two on back-to-back episodes of taking fat L's and uh, starting the episode by acknowledging that. Oh, man. You know, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what I'm doing right now because I had like a double shot of espresso before I came here. I think I'm a little jittery. You're a little zooted? I think I'm zooted. She's a little zooted. Yeah, yeah. no, I got like the blonde espresso, so you know the blonde is like extra caffeine. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Starbucks. Proudly sponsored. Right. Crush the Are we union. sponsored by them? Yeah. Uh, we, okay. We'd like to say that we are anti-union and we want to destroy the workers of Starbucks. You don't deserve a living wage and we hate you. That's, Hashtag sarcasm. That's <laughs> not true. No, no, no. We should, we should be tied to that as a statement. Great. I don't love that. Well, that's when Alexis leaves. <laughs> and I sit here quietly and uncomfortably. Hmm. So, uh, anybody see any films lately? Nope. Trying to avoid, really trying to quit. That's just absolutely yeah. not true. I'm kind of over the whole film thing. <laughs> oh. New year, new me. That's going to be a huge <laughs> problem for us. I'm, I'm just into books. Oh my god. But with pictures. Oh, well, okay. Picture books. As long as we keep it I super like visual. I do too. See, thank you, Alexa. Coffee yeah. table books. We don't talk about them enough. As long as we keep this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> like, really reliant on a visual medium, I'm happy. Well, you know, coffee table books have pictures. Yeah, I love that. There we go. Uh, that is a visual medium. It's that a visual is. medium. Exactly. Just well, like a podcast. <laughs> yep. So, you I know, think we're all caffeinated I, right now. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking caffeine currently. <laughs> Woo! All right, guys. Sorry, Jerry Bruckheimer just <laughs> came in here real quick. Oh, man. You're telling me I, the movie's going to be called Days of I, Thunder? I, Fuck yes! I'm all, there's like three movies that I've been meaning to see for the whole week, but I was... I was actually kind of a, a little sick for a few days. Oh, no. Like, oh, God. It, Tiny Alexis. It's Tiny Alexis is back. Oh, dude, yeah, no. It was actually really bad because, like, for two days, I because, you know, I, I basically stay at home if I'm, like, up on my hill. And so I just, I stayed in bed for, like, like a princess 12 in a hours. Castle. Like, it, no, I really No, was. it's like a troll <laughs> in a hole, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Well, I was being generous. 
They really sorry. do look like that, though, because, like, I've become, like, a nocturnal animal. Like, I, I've i been yeah. going to bed with like, the sun. Like, yeah. when the sun rises, I fall asleep, and I keep, this, like, all my windows This past drawn. week, I worked on a Super Bowl commercial, and I saw the sun rise, and I get to work. I'm tired. I get a text from Alexis or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I got a text from Alexis at 4 a.m. I was like, I was like are, you, are you pulling an all-nighter? And you're like, yeah, yeah. I just okay, like, so taking here's... a video of the sunset, and I just crawl back into my troll. The sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. Or sunrise, thank yeah. you. Uh, okay, so here's where the segue comes in. I got a text from Alexis at four in the morning saying, hey, uh, when do you want to go see Skinamarink? Yeah. And I was literally, it was the morning after I, I woke up. The previous night I had already gone to see it. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, that's because Why for the past week, awake for? the past week I've been trying to see Skinamarink, but I haven't made it out of my house. Oh, so tragic. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Like it's like I wake up by like three to five, like four PM, you know, and that's when the sun is starting to set again, you know? And then it's like I'm really not awake until like six PM. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're sort of a creature of the night. <laughs> She's a creature of the night. Wow. What yeah. beautiful music she makes. Yeah, um, I've been trying to see Skinamarink for a minute now. I think I'm actually gonna see it tonight. Can after. we just talk about it? Yeah, Meg and yeah. I both saw we watched it. I know. It. I'm jealous. Oh man. Deeply unsettling. I, I yeah. It's genuinely terrifying. Yeah, no, there really is. I follow this guy, Caleb Finn, on TikTok and um he he doesn't really ever do like movie reviews or anything. He's like a video game guy and him and his wife do like these adorable cute little fucking videos but um he like had a short list for horror movies and he said that that movie was genuinely the most terrifying movie he'd it, yeah. seen all year it's it very frightening i it, it is very slow and i'm not gonna spoil anything by saying that nothing happens no nothing happens no nothing, nothing happens at well, all I, I don't know that that's entirely you, true. You could nothing, argue nothing is nothing is shown no nothing is shown but maybe I some things are suggested no, okay. I, I, I disagree. That, I really think there okay. is a story. Alexis, you'll find out when you watch it tonight. But yeah. I don't think anything happens, but it, I, it's incredible. When I was watching the movie, I legit had my, my fingers clenched into a fist, and my fingers were digging into my palms, and I was pressing against the chair of mm. the seat I was in, because it was honestly terrifying. Yeah. yeah, people. This was the first time in a long time I've been in a theater where people actually screamed. Yep, like Shut actually up, really? screamed. Yes. Oh, I was so scared, guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> terrifying. I, I I was actually like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, should I go see this movie? Like, I live alone, and like, oh, I mean, okay. I don't. I I literally don't sleep in the dark at all. Like, I always have like a. Like, I have these string lights that are always on the lowest setting mm -hmm. because I do not sleep in the dark. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm kind of genuinely terrified because after I saw Hereditary, I slept with the light on for, like, half a week. <laughs> this is the first horror movie in a very... Probably since World's Fair uh -huh. that uh, really, truly unsettled me. And I will say that the ending of World's Fair, I find to be the most upsetting part of that movie. Generally, I'm like somewhat uncomfortable throughout that film. Skin mm -hmm. rink, I was frightened beginning to end. Yeah, I I think that as far as experimental horror goes, I think Skin rink, uh does it better than uh, We're All Going to the World's Fair. I would say that World's Fair is I enjoy more, more. Of, more of a traditional narrative, but less of a horror movie. Huh. Um, yeah, I, it's, you know, it's, 
Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, I think we should discuss it again after Alexis. Yeah, let's it, let's table yeah, it for one, one more thing I will say is I felt I haven't felt paranoid, actual paranoia walking back to my car after a movie because I saw it at the late show. Oh no. I felt paranoid. And here's the thing, okay, this is a weird experience I had. So I'm wearing my yellow uh like uh Billy uh, raincoat kind of thing that I have as as I'm leaving because it's raining. I'm getting uh, onto the escalator and I'm going down and there's a universal employee who's polishing the, the floors and he's also wearing a yellow coat. And as I'm coming down the, es- <laughs> the, the escalator, I hear this whoa, 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 sound behind me. I'm like, what is that sound? And I look back up and the guy who's in the same coat as I am is just like staring at me as I'm coming down the escalator and making this like weird face. I'm like, what is happening right now? I, I almost <laughs> cried. I'm like, I'm like, that movie was so terrifying. And then why am I having this experience? Like, I had this um, weird thought where I'm like, is that me from the future? Like, is that me 50 <laughs> years from now working at Universal? And I just saw my past self, but I am my past I'm, self. Anyways. I'm terrified. I, yeah, I no, hope you this, like it. This is not good for me. I have a very active imagination. I slept with my mom until I was like 10 years old because... Because I was like really afraid of the dark. Um, I'm really glad I'm wearing this giant cardigan because I feel like I'm gonna need like a comfort blanket. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to see it right after you record here? Uh, yeah, because there's like a seven and a ten at Universal. Oh, okay. so. Go to the ten. Go to the ten. Go uh. to the ten. Oh, but then I have to stay out of my house until ten. They don't have to. <laughs> you can't crawl back to your hole. Once I'm I mean, I that's I true. Once you go home, watch you're some home. succession for a bit. There you I go. Do that. Um, yeah, no. So, Skinner Rink, I'm trying to see that. I've been trying to see St. Omer and Corsage. Me too. I'm seeing um, those later this week, I think. Yeah. I'm really excited. Okay, so, uh, something else going on. Mm-hmm. Is, what's, your, uh, what's your dad's email? Yeah, yeah I was about to address oh, yeah. the <laughs> two emails that we've received from my parents. <laughs> uh, where did my dad's go? Is the, oh, clarification regarding... It's a wonderful life. Oh, there's like so many emails from my dad, man. Oh, no. Uh, okay, so on January 2nd, my dad responded to me saying that I would have lost my fingers working at the plywood plant with, if I had stayed in Eugene, I would still have all my fingers. I am loved at the plywood plant, and I would be running the cut-up department uh, and filming their late-stage capitalism corporate marketing movies. Okay. Um Nice. So that's just, okay. that's something that... That's, that's a nice side note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. He wanted to uh, commend us for picking red wine over white wine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're yeah. with you there, Mr. Yeah, we're, we're a red wine pod. We yeah. love the tannins. Um, <laughs> an invite to Alexis to come to Eugene with me to pick up the VCR. I can We can immerse ourselves <laughs> in the cable TV experience that is not dead yet. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Okay, for three people who clearly love movie making and the movie business and all that entails, to not put the way of water in any of your top ten is very hard to understand. It is what making <laughs> no, it movie, it is what movie making is all about. No, it's not. Way of Water joins a list of very few sequels as being better than the original. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the other, the other. I might give him that. Actually, yeah. I think it is better than the original. Um. Oh, yeah, and then uh, more complaints about uh, how the donkey dies in Banshees of Inishirin. Classic. Uh, and he ends with, he's trying Finger to food. go see Babylon. Okay, cool. See it, Mr. Harris. It's a good time. 
Yeah, that fucking the music is so good. I I still need to check it out. I have Coke. I have the song Coke Room literally. Coke Room is a great song. On repeat. Yeah, it's a vibe. I I listen to it on repeat while I'm writing now. Yeah, Justin Hurwitz, I know you're listening. Congratulations for winning your Golden Globe. It's fantastic. Yeah, we love you. We were all rooting for you. Yeah, sure. See you at the Oscars. Uh, Should have been Michael Abels. Fucking go. Let's go, boy. Let's see. Yeah, his one song was fine. His many songs are fantastic. What, who's that? Nope. Uh, nope. nope. Love oh, the score for okay. that movie. Um, anyways, oh, uh, from my mother, uh, she would like to... <laughs> my mother? Hey! <laughs> uh, she, uh, she would like to note that uh, we've extensively discussed buddy movies, and we've overlooked one of the best buddy films of all time. Which is? Thelma and Louise. Yes! Oh. Which I've yes! never seen and would oh. really like to. Oh! You, you, your mom brought that up and yeah. you've never yeah. seen it? I've never, never seen, seen it either. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense because you're like dudes and it's like two women. I so. mean, to be fair, but I do love <laughs> Susan Sarandon and I love Gina David. So yeah. I, I no, it's, it's a big over. Also, isn't that a Ridley Scott film? I don't know. Tony crazy? Scott. Tony, I think. Is it Tony, Tony or Ridley? Tony or Ridley. It's like, isn't it's that like Brad Pitt's brothers. fucking first, first yeah, time right now? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I would love to watch that and maybe cover that, that at some point. It's really good. Um, and then uh, my mom talking about how much she liked the Fablemans and that she agrees with me about Elvis. However, uh, she saw Moulin Rouge, and it's one of her favorite movies of all time. Yes, Queen. Slay. Uh, right up there with Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay, Nice. Cool. Good choices. And uh, finally, she agrees with Alexis on everything, everywhere, all at once being a great movie. I, I really, Aww, after yay. after the Golden Globes, I, mm-hmm. it's at the top of my list of movies to rewatch. Because uh, yeah, I've oh, only yeah. seen I've gotta, it once. I've got to rewatch it, it too. Uh, I've only seen it once, um, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I'm trying. I've been following kind of like what's going on on what's like, going on on TikTok <laughs> uh, with the whole because you know Stephanie Sue hasn't been up for any like best supporting actress in like any of the categories really yet, um, and uh, they're I think the campaign's finally kind of getting behind her to kind of push her up for that because Jamie Lee Curtis has been up for like best supporting actress for hers and it's like no. Stephanie Sue is like the backbone of that movie. Like, yeah, obviously she's... it's Michelle Yeoh and Kaoi Kwan, but like Stephanie Sue, yeah, like, they, did, like she she makes that movie family. work, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, it doesn't make sense why she hadn't been being pushed and campaigned for like this whole time. So, um, like I, I think I told you guys I watched her like audition tape um, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and she'd already kind of like been in that character by the time she like auditioned and yes. like you know i don't know she, she's just fucking fantastic i'm really excited i still need you to send me that i want to see that i keep forgetting you gotta like write it down because the <laughs> adhd shit is just so bad <laughs> um another thing going on okay i uh caught one of the 2022 films that i missed okay uh which was after yang which is the oh, yeah. other colin farrell movie how, how was, was that? that it was Strange. delightful Okay. It was delightful. It's uh, an exploration of how you deal with loss through the eyes of a family whose uh, robot has malfunctioned. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a super interesting premise because the robot, Yang, uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Jody Turner-Smith, I believe, are the mm-hmm. two leads. Yeah. They have bought this robot that looks like a... like teenage Chinese boy as uh, 
a tool to help their adopted Chinese daughter, like, feel like she's connected with her Chinese heritage. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's a super interesting movie. Uh, I really, I love a low-budget sci-fi movie uh, because we don't get them very much, and I think that it's it's a really fun genre. The other one that kind of comes to mind is Moon, uh, starring Sam Rockwell. This is probably lower budget than that, but uh, yeah, really enjoyed it, and Colin Farrell had a fucking banner year. Like, three banger performances. Three movies where he's arguably the best part of every single one of them. Yeah. Which I find wildly impressive. <sighs> yeah, so After Yang, highly recommend it. Uh, I think you can find it on Prime. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, check it out. Okay. Give it a watch. Great. I'd like to. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, I've actually been re-exploring some older movies Ooh. in the last week. Fuck yeah. Um, I... Well, to start off with, obviously, I wasn't feeling so great this last week, um, but I did, and this actually might be part of the reason why I ended up getting a little sick, but I, my, my friend was feeling pretty bummy, so uh, we I left my house at like 7.30 at night and picked them up, and we went to Santa Monica. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we went to Santa Monica, and we walked, we, we swung on the swings at the beach, and then just kind of like, I took like the, a towel, and we just kind of sat and fucking watched the waves for a bit. And oh, nice. did you know at Santa Monica, like on the pier, the little Ferris wheel that they have, it has like lights on it. I did know that. All yeah. throughout the night. Yeah. And like, honestly, if you get... Get a little baked. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty lit. Look at that freaking. <laughs> I, like, I was like on the swings, just swinging. And I was like, damn, that light show. It's pretty cool. Love it. <laughs> uh, but what older films have you been? Yeah, doing? what was the segue? So, I love that completely unrelated story. But... Uh, well, the segue was just that, like. Uh, I think, like, starting with that night, it kind of made me feel, like, more recentered. I think, than I have felt in a while, and I started writing again. Oh, nice! And uh, I rewatched Some Kind of Wonderful, which is, like, a movie from the 80s. It's just, like, a... I wouldn't even say it's, like, necessarily, like, a rom-com. It's, like, a... I wouldn't even say it's, like, a lesser-known, like, 80s rom-com, but, like, it's not one of the John Hughes movies. So, right. you know, it's not, like, immediately one that people think of. Um, but, yeah, I, I started writing a story kind of built off of like a, a light premise of that but then uh i also rewatched midnight cowboy mm. i've never seen midnight Same. cowboy I it have to watch that still. is so good oh my god uh so it's the same director as um far from the matting crowd um so that guy who did you know kind of like that trippy art gotcha. kind of stuff you know there's it's you know, there's, not it's not nicholas rogue nicholas rogue was the dp on that john schles schlesinger that sounds right yeah schlesinger schlesinger yeah schlesinger i'm fucking this up so bad <laughs> john big gulp cup uh yeah no um and actually he he came out uh during uh, oh really uh while he was doing well, after, like, Midnight Cowboy came out, because, like, the, the movie's kind of centered on a man who, you know, it's not really overt, but, like, I think we can kind of infer that he might be, you know, queer right you now. Um, and actually, so it's Dustin Hoffman and John Voight, and the editing is so fucking good, and um, it's kind of, in a way, it's, it's a little bit like a buddy movie <laughs> in some ways. Um, it's a kind of buddy. Yeah, I... 
I don't think, I think I watched this like six or seven years ago and I don't think that I appreciated it as much as like I appreciate it now after I've like gone to film school and seen like so many of like more of like the classics, you know, and then coming back to this, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, because it, when this came out in 1969, nobody was really making queer movies that were like mainstream it is the only movie to ever win best picture that was x-rated yeah um and i mean i mean it's just kind of crazy that they they got it funded (laughs) i mean even dustin hoffman i think he even said like in this like when he read the script he was like it doesn't really make sense that these two guys kind of like aren't together like they're staying in the same apartment why aren't they using the same bed and john schlesinger was like I barely got this funding. <laughs> There's no way we can do all of that, yeah. you know? So it was like they made it, he kind of made it as over as he kind of could in 1969. Um, and then I think it in, I think it was like 1971 or something like that, he even came out with this movie Sunday Bloody Sunday with uh, Peter Finch, who won for Best Actor for Network in like the Oh, yeah, 70s. yeah, the first posthumous Oscar win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, so... Really, really good director. The guy that he works with for editing, it's really great. There's a lot of double exposures um, in Midnight Cowboy that are really interesting and trippy and kind of, like, reflect how American cinema was kind of, like, changing from, like... Old Hollywood to New Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. New Wave. What year did that come out? 1969. Well, that's the thing. The American New Wave firmly won the war in 1970. Yeah. So that was when it officially transferred over. That would be a really interesting watch. I know the music from John Barry is fantastic. In oh, that. my God. Yeah, no, Because I, I got that on vinyl uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and I've just <laughs> I've been listening to it so much. And then I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm using the, mo- the movie as something in part of my story. So I rewatched it because I wanted to know what the character's response would be to watching the movie for the first time. Um, so it was really fun. Nice. Um, and then I also rewatched Tick, Tick, Boom, which was the Andrew Garfield movie <laughs> from 2021. Uh, you know, I know it's it's not really a great movie. I'd say, like, as far as, like, story goes, it's probably, like, I give it a three, which a three is pretty, like, mid for me. Yeah. You know? But uh, I really like Jonathan Larson because I love Rent. I've seen it on Broadway before. It's pretty I've, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I've never seen Rent. Uh, it's great. I I could not get past the Bohemia number. Yeah. That just annoyed the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> which which one is is it which one is that? Tick tick boom. Well I know, yeah. I know, but the, the Bohemian number. Like uh that. it's the one where they're singing about how like, oh, isn't it cool that we're artists in New York? Well, yeah. And what's I'm like, the, be an artist in LA, you fuck. Yeah, what's the, what's <laughs> be pretentious the one about where he's movies. Sitting down and it's like the words are very quick. Like, uh-huh. I forget which song it is, but someone sent me a clip of Andrew Garfield performing a song in Tick, Tick, Boom, and I uh-huh. knew immediately I will never watch this movie <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. I, I tried it twice. Well, the, uh, the, the movie is basically the setup of one of his uh, shows. Yes. So, one of his, so he had this, like, fucking rock musical superbia that he worked on for eight years, and it never fucking got made, and then he had to, like, move on with his life. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think that the movie, like, despite it not being, like, a great movie, I think Andrew Garfield's, like, I really love Andrew Garfield. I think he's pretty great in the movie for what the movie is. And, uh, I really like Jonathan Larson, and I like the whole, like, your life's not over when you hit 30, and, uh, sometimes your life, your life, it does not go the way that you want it to go as an artist, but, um, that doesn't mean that you have to just fucking give up and throw in the towel. 
Um, just if you have some good friends, like, you know, everything's okay. There you nice. go. Well, I know that uh, a lot of my uh, former theater friends from back home mm -hmm. have your back on that because yeah. I have a couple of people who, like, pushed for me to watch it. And yeah, it wasn't for me. You have to yeah, be a musical I've, theater kid, I think, to really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've, Zach liked my fucking review on Letterboxd, but I decided I'm going to watch it every year until I turn 30. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I was reading that this morning and cracking up. <laughs> Which is what, two years? So you gotta see it two more times. I'm sorry, Mick. Is there a reason why you're fucking. You're younger than me. You don't get to drop by my age months. on the fucking podcast. By six months. Yeah, okay. That's the uh, senior corner on the other side of the table. Shut the fuck up, Zachary. I'm just a young, sprightly boy. I'm just a fresh faced yeah. young boy trying to make it in this crazy city. I kind of. I don't know. I, I really I really actually like the movie. I like uh, the music. I love the whole kind of. Because TikTok. Boom is basically his whole kind of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life, so I'm going to write a whole musical that is about how I fucked up. I don't know, kind of, and like lost my cool. lost my lost my girlfriend. Found out my friend ha is HIV positive, and uh, Jesus. now I'm now I have to move on with my life. I guess. Heavy. So. I mean, that, I mean, to that, be fair, I feel like you haven't seen Red. Why are you ragging on Jonathan Larson like that? Because I find I mean, the music from Red really annoying. <laughs> Everyone has AIDS. Wait, no, that's the other one. That's from that's from Wait, that's, that's, not, that's from Team America. Funny, Team America. It's, it's really not funny. Uh, it's a pretty funny scene. Team America is pretty funny. I mean, it's, Team America's funny. I mean, Rent is. And that's funny. what that's from. That they're spoofing Rent, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, do we have anything else, or do we want to get out of what's going on? Let's please get yeah, out of what's going on. What's going All right, we're out of what's going on. Yay! And, and we're, we're back. back, folks! How have you been? <laughs> oh, man, you know, I had such a nice rest from what's going on. I know, that was a good... Uh, someone told... Oh, speaking of which, I finally met Zoe... Who? Yes. When we we must wish her congratulations because yes, she we, got engaged. Yes, our Congrats, Zoe, Zoe Hughes, who did our podcast yeah. art. Hi, Zoe. Yeah, recently got engaged, so congratulations. I finally, Zoe. I finally met her. It's so great. But she told me she's like, yeah, you know, the what's going on segment is a great pause place where I can step away, do some other stuff, and then come back to it. So I had never heard that that input before. So it's interesting to know that you know when people finish what's going on, we actually are back. So hi, folks. It's probably been a few days. Yeah. How are you? you? Hope, you <laughs> hope you have a nice week. Do you still have leftovers in your fridge? Throw those out. You're not going to eat them. Come on. Get rid of them. Uh, I should isolate that audio so that I can play it in my house. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you know. You know that funky smell? That's probably that old soup from two weeks ago. It's you probably got Alexis that. not showering for two days. And the old soup. Old soupy Alexis. <laughs> So, Alexis, Alexis. What's, our, what's our big topic for today? Yeah. Uh, our big topic is ensemble movies. I mean, we can specifically look at 2022, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm specifically looking at 2022 because I feel like they've leaned in really fucking hard to ensembles. Yeah. Uh, ensemble casts. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Plenty of ensembles, my dude. Um... So, I feel like... I forgot we were supposed to pick some ensembles, but I can just come up, rattle off some off. Yeah, okay, I, mean, uh, I feel like one that I want to bring up right out the gate is X. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. X Absolutely. has a fantastic yeah. ensemble. Absolutely. We talked about it in our Best of the Year episode. Go check that out, why don't you? Yeah. Uh, Give three hours to spare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that, obviously, Mia Goth is great, Brittany Snow, Jenna Ortega, Kid Cudi, 
Martin Henderson, Owen Campbell, Stephen Urey. Just a, a wonderful collection of characters. It's not... I guess it's a decently sized ensemble. There, there really isn't anyone outside of those characters who's significant, mm -hmm. but all of the characters who are shooting the porno movie and the two old people whose farm they are shooting it at yeah. are so fully fleshed out and so fun to spend time with. That's one of my favorite ensembles of the year. Yeah. And it's, uh, as I mentioned, why I put X higher in my best of the year rankings than I did Pearl. Just because uh, I'm with you. There's so many fun characters to spend time with. I mean, you've got a character named Jackson Hole. What more do you need? You don't what need anything more. Than more we could finish need? the episode right now with that. <laughs> that would be totally fun. I like Jackson in the Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson in the Hole. Is that the. One in the Hole, Jackson in the Hole. Yeah, that's the little known spinoff to Corey in the House, Jackson in the Hole. Jackson in the Hole. <laughs> yeah. I think another movie that deserves a shout-out for having a fantastic ensemble is Broker, the uh, Korean film that came out so, so, so oh, yeah. good. Wait, is, Broker? Broker. Uh, I hardly know. I still need to see it. It's so good. It's so really good. good, yeah. Song Kang-so, Gang Dong-won, Bae Duna, Lee Ju-young, Park Ji-young. I mean, it's all of them are just so, so good. Park Ji-young, is that the girl? I believe so. Let me pull I up think... their picture again really quickly. Uh, no, no, little boy. Oh, the little boy. Yeah. Um, so great. I mean, he that's was a thing. so precious. The, yeah, I loved him. The, everyone has a moment to shine in that yeah. film. It, it's so great. They all play off of each other so, so well. They, they seemed like an actual family, which makes parts of the film just so, so heartwarming and also so, so heartbreaking. So again, if you have not seen Broker, I know we've talked about it. Yeah. If you like a good ensemble picture, watch Broker. Ooh. What's up, Zach? You're okay. really excited. This is a chance for me to bring up a movie that is not... It's in my top 20. It's not in my top 10. Okay. Uh, the Batman. Okay. I yeah. think The oh, Batman... Yeah. Okay. I, I remember from the moment this movie was announced... Especially Zoe Kravitz. She, yeah, she's great. Mm. I, think she, I think she's quite good in that movie. Mm. Boom. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think she put it. She should have had a little bit. I think she dislocated her head. I think so. Walk. She was a little wobbly. I was gonna say it would have been better if she had been a little bit more, had a little bit more of the wiggles. Listen, you see me wiggling? I, she's flouncing around like a kid. Look out, man! I'm I Catwoman. don't love Catwoman in that. I don't know. Yeah. I love Zoe Kravitz. I think she's hot as fuck, but I do Same. not love Catwoman. In I that. thought that she was. That was a good interpretation of that character. I like that. Oh, they, did you? Yeah. You did? I did. You thought that was a good interpretation? I did. That was good. And I, I enjoyed That's great. I enjoyed I like... that they incorporated her relationship to Carmine Falcone, yeah. as in the comic book The Long Halloween. Uh, and generally, what I wanted to say is when this movie was announced, I was like, Jesus Christ, we're getting another Batman movie yeah. this soon. But then I looked at the talent involved, and I was oh, like, yeah. holy shit. It's Robert incredible. Pattinson, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, John, John Turturro. Tim John Turturro's so good in that movie. He's fantastic. Peter Sarsgaard, Andy Serkis. Peter Sarsgaard. 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 We can't not do it. And then I think the standout of the film, Mr. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, what do you show me that for? Come on. No habla espanol. You know, I, I really enjoyed watching the behind the scenes of that where he first puts on his prosthetic makeup and uh -huh. you see him become alive because yeah. he was really afraid that all this prosthetic was going to hinder his performance. But then once he actually put it on, he realized that, oh my God, I am, a, I am legit a different person. 
Yeah. And he j- it completely made it alive for him. And it's so cool to see him go from basically zero to hero. So good. Yeah. Uh, also, Paul Dano. I I love that he's like playing a guy who thinks he's like Heath Ledger's Joker, but it's like who that actual guy is, which is a right. fucking nerd incel ass bitch. Yeah. Uh, really, really good in that movie. Paul Dano also a guy who had a very good. 2022 between the Batman really and did. the Fablements. Yeah. Uh, I love Paul Dano. I've yeah, had a crush great. on him since Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, God. There's such a great, oh, such a good movie. I love that movie I so th- much. I cry, like, every time that he, every time he fucking, spoiler alert, if you've never seen Little Miss Sunshine. That's me. Um, no, shut up. I've seen, like, half of it. Shut, what the fuck? That's was, on you, buddy. I was 17 and stoned. Go God, for it. God, it's 2007. Shit. Okay, um... Yeah, no, he realizes that he's fucking colorblind and that he'll never be able to, like, fly a plane. And it's just, like, the most heartbreaking thing because it's yeah. like, oh, this idea of where I thought my life maybe would have been going is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened to my grandpa. Really? Yeah, he wanted my, to be a pilot? My mom's dad wanted to fly planes in World War II and he had some sight issue and he couldn't. That oh, sucks. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's a great scene. That's a great scene because Steve Carell's talking to him about how, you know, there's this great writer, almost as good as Shakespeare. And he said something that, you know, when he when his life was going really well, complete waste of time. Yeah, because he didn't learn anything. It didn't mold him into anything. But when he was down, that was when real change happened and real growth, which I think was a great. Steve Carell is so good in that movie. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point. You really got it. It's got Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin's so good. Paul Dano and Tony Collette. Like, don't forget. That is a perfect ensemble right there. And and Greg Kinnear (laughs) and and Brian Cranston. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sold. I'll check it out soon. Yeah. Okay. uh, Bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, it's a good choice. I I forgot about that. I actually really liked that movie. I I know that you didn't like it as much, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that there's something about the whole I don't know the, the bodies thing I hate you <laughs> I do not appreciate the energy that you're bringing and you don't you're I don't dig him and I don't, don't dig, dig the vibe, vibe he brings, brings to a set. set you really bodied my mood <laughs> uh, body, yaddy, 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 shut the fuck up little Alexis talk <laughs> No, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I fucking love Lee Pace. He's such a big man. and uh, <laughs> He is a big man. He brings us some big daddy energy um, so simply. And uh, I don't know. Uh, Pete Davidson is... He's a, hilarious. He's a joy for the, I don't know, first I 20 love minutes the third, of the I movie. love the third act reveal. Of Pete yeah, Davidson. the third act reveal so is so funny. good. And then uh, the two girls that were uh, in the main role... Was one were, of them from Shiva Baby? No, uh, that, that w- that's Rachel Setting, yeah. who is I don't I don't love the ensemble of I don't love bodies 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 period I think it's fine but I think I Rachel Senate is a fucking shining star. <laughs> I love star that, that line where she's like, "We came over the body. Have you not? Have none of you seen SVU?" <laughs> love that. Dude, no, I love the whole thing where it's like you act like you're like middle class or like lower middle class. You are upper middle class. Yeah, I don't know. I. I love the whole, like, feuding about money kind of thing. I don't know. It, it plays well for me, so I, I really liked it. I thought it was a good ensemble. Um, Babylon, also a really good ensemble this Great year. Great ensemble, indeed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> fuck, what else? Uh, Glass Onion. 
Glonion. Glonion. Glonion had a good ensemble. Glonion's I didn't love it, but it, yeah, it, the I, ensemble it wasn't my favorite ensemble this year, but it yeah. was fun. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I thought good that a solid ensemble. I mean, you know, we've talked about it. Edward Norton, he's good in it. Yeah. He's a great asshole. Yeah. yeah that's for definitely. sure. Um, what, el- what other ensembles did we have this past year? I mean, those are really all the ones uh, that I can truly think about. We didn't have a Fast and Furious release this year, so we didn't have the the best ensemble at all. The new Scream technically is like an ensemble. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. That ensemble was okay. It was okay. okay. I mean, I'm not saying we need to say the best ensemble. Let's list every ensemble ensemble (laughs) that was in this year. My favorite ensemble, we're all going to the World's Fair. Great. Ensemble of two. It's <laughs> a good ensemble. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what was a an not so great ensemble, but it was kind of a fun ensemble, and I know you guys both hate it. Uh, is, can I segue? Yeah, yes, let's please segue. do. Let's get into bullet it. train. Oh, uh, so we're doing bullet train we're first. Starting with bullet train. Okay, no, we're this is good. Let's let's get the bad one out first. Bullet train. Yeah, speaking of ensembles. <laughs> Bullet Train is directed not by one of David Leach. Um, Felt here. like God was testing me. Yeah. <laughs> throughout yeah, the I, entire so film. So here, here's the thing. I I put on. I did a double feature. I did Do Revenge, and then I did uh, Bullet Train. And I was like, I may not love Do Revenge, so I'll do Bullet Train second because it'll be you know it could be a palate cleanser. Bad choice. <laughs> Big mistake. It should have been the other way. <laughs> Uh, Bullet Train was somehow, um, you know, you know, if you like what you like, it's totally fine. It was sleek. It was colorful. You know, there were some, there were jokes in it. Jokes happened. Jokes happened. (laughs) Joke-like things were Uh, said. Humor, humor was attempted. And, uh, I was genuinely, (laughs) I'm amazed that a, that a movie that is an action film about a bunch of assassins on a bullet train is boring. Snooze fest. How <laughs> on earth was this film boring? And I know there are people listening to this right now going, what the fuck? What movie did you watch? It was great and super exciting. I just, I couldn't get into it. Uh, it just, it was I a kinda, grind. I love the spread of people's reactions to it because the people who are pretty much absolutely feral about this movie are mainly Aaron Taylor Johnson stands. Well, that's his <laughs> thing. the best part he's of the movie. The, he's, he's not the best part. He's, he's the only good part. <laughs> yeah. I disagree. I he's disagree. He's the only good part. I also love, I love the twins in general. Well, Lemon and Tangerine were good. In fact, I will say the scene where something happens to Lemon and then uh, Tangerine is confronting the prince. Yeah. And she has the sticker of Diesel on her back. Oh, and it's one of the best it, moments. It's the only good scene of the movie. <laughs> It's the only good scene. It was the first time during the I, whole movie that I, I actually felt anything. Okay, what were you going to say, Zach? I was just going to read the synopsis real quick. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, so Bullet Train, directed by David Leach. Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs have gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's slow, sorry, fastest train. Um, what, yeah. Most grinding, convoluted train in Japan. It's uh, it's fun. This I feel like this is a fun one to record because (laughs) I think that uh, there have been times where Mick and Alexis have famously been on the same page about a movie. Oh, what's going on, man? Oh, look, man. Uh, 
And I feel like there have been a few times where Alexis and I have been on board. I've been waiting for this moment where you guys have been, are absolutely against me. I've been waiting for it. I'm not saying that Bullet Train was like my favorite movie. No, yeah, for sure. We know you don't love it. (laughs) Yeah. I I felt like uh, Lupita Nyong'o in Us just going. And then the girl realized that she was being tested by God. I was Are suffering. We? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This film felt like a challenge. Okay, yeah, so, it was. So I saw this movie when it came out in theaters because, uh, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> but also... Yeah. Bad Bunny. <laughs> so, like, this yeah. movie was really, like, uh, they marketed it for the girls, for sure. Um, I mean, they're it's, all hot. But, I but, mean, Hiroyuki is also, he's the hottest daddy I've ever seen. Hiroyuki Sonata was, I wish he had more to do. Yeah, and, yeah, no, all these people he, should yeah. have had more to do. I, this, all of them. So, there's a segment in an episode <laughs> of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where uh, they're playing this game that they've invented and one of the challenges is to eat a cake mm-hmm. right. and it's like oh well that doesn't seem so bad no 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 you have to eat the ingredients of a, of cake. a cake so right. you have Not to like eat like raw eggs flour, and flour and sugar baking soda what yeah so this is my metaphor for bullet train. Yeah. Because oh, that bullet, was mine too. <laughs> bullet train feel. Oh. What the ingredients of cake? No, it's similar though. Bullet train to me feels like eating the individual components. All, all the components are there. Yeah. But they are not cooked. See, this is what I. Yeah, this is what I said. It's like if you took John Woo, Robert Rodriguez, and Guy Ritchie, and a shit ton of Fiji branded water bottles, put into a blender. I know. I was like very much sponsored by Fiji. You would. <laughs> get a watered down convoluted mess of all of those different aesthetics everything is here all of the elements are here it just it's a slog and again you get all these really cool characters bad bunny you get what was her name the actress who played the mascot i love her so much she's so good she's so so good and every time this movie gives you a character that's really interesting and dynamic as i said bullet train giveth and bullet train taketh away because it gives you something that immediately takes it back and then you're with boring uh ladybug ladybug sucks in this film Brad Pitt's bad. Agree. Brad Pitt is miscast. <laughs> oh, I really down. don't agree. I actually mean we've ragged on this Sochi, for a while. So me please. and Sochi were like FaceTiming last night while we're so I watched Do Revenge first, and then I started FaceTiming Sochi, and then while I was finishing Do Revenge, um, I started like I started watching Bullet Train with Sochi over um, FaceTime, and let me tell you, Bullet Train is kind of like Sochi's Elvis. <laughs> Because really? she's seen it like four times. Wow. Because she is down bad for Bad Bunny and she is down bad for Aaron Taylor Johnson. And, and like, I, I'm with her. Oh, yeah. I'm totally with her. On there's that. this two one shot where he's coming out of the train and it kind of like flips up to him like walking out. And Aaron I Taylor Johnson or Bad Bunny? Aaron Taylor mm. Johnson. And I rewound that like three times while we were on FaceTime and I was like, holy shit, this man is so fine. And for what? <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I also agree that it's kind of like, it's like, Somebody took all of their leftovers and they threw it into next morning's breakfast pan. Yeah. But I will still munch and crunch on that shit. Like, I don't give a fuck because these men are so fucking fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it's a compelling <laughs> argument I, for the I wish I, I wish I had a retort for that, but I don't. Damn you, Alexis. Damn you and your munchin crunch. It's actually so funny that you're bringing up how this film is for the girls, because yeah. I literally had this conversation with Sloan this morning, yeah. where she was like, you don't like movies for the girls. And I was like, I yeah. like I liked Do Revenge more than I liked Bullet Train. I know. Yeah, and but I it's a like, different for the I girls. I feel like the... I, well, I, what I said was, I feel like the target demographic for Bullet Train is like boys aged 15 to 19, but I'm, I'm learning that I'm mistaken. No, no you're right. wrong. You're yeah, absolutely Movies wrong. that are for boys from 15 to 18 or whatever are actually for the girls. <laughs> That's what I'm learning. Okay. I've, I've been enlightened today. Yeah. yeah, no. If you put Aaron Taylor Johnson in a fucking movie... Or Adam you, Driver. You, yes, yes, yes. Okay, you literally... That is for the girls. It's, it's automatically. automatically for the girls. Automatically, you're the girls, this is for you. Yes. All right, well... Uh, you know what? Uh, Sloan, if you're listening, I'm there with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, so, let's see. What are some I notes actually, that I've taken? Oh, yeah. sorry. Pl- actually, please defend. Is, is I'm not necessarily like defending. I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain like what my first reaction was please. and then what my reaction was the second time the that re-watch. I watched it. Yeah. Um, so, I, I saw this originally in theaters. When I went to see it by myself in theaters, I remember like sitting through the first 20 minutes just going like, this feels like it's supposed to be kind of like Guy Ritchie, but it's really not doing it well. I think that's Mm. what it was. I I was like, I was like, there's all this fucking setup, all this fucking exposition. When the fuck are they going to get to something? And then by the time they got to something, I was like, actually, you know what? That was kind of fun. But then the question, when did they get to something? Like 25 minutes in. Disagree. Yeah. Um, Maybe almost. 30? I don't know. I mean, you know, I think I just I just disagree on what action means to me. Okay. Uh, I think I think we have a disagreement on what action means because like when I, I literally read your guys's reviews to Sochi last night and we roasted each of you individually. I did. <laughs> I didn't publish. Oh, I, I, haven't I, publi- I haven't published my review for Bullet Train yet. Uh, oh, it was for Do Revenge. Uh, Wait, so, so then so did you read ro- my bullet train? Did you roast me in my bullet train? We roasted you twice. Yay. We roasted you once. Okay, well, um, you'll be ready to roast me again. Yeah. I, I have my bullet train review written. I just didn't want to put it out until we recorded this episode. Yeah, it was a very, like, anti-men kind of roast. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's um, a Yeah, and then, like, I remember when I was in the theaters, we got to the end, and I was like, well, that was a really kind of disappointing reveal. I'm... That's okay. Well, right? whatever. That's fine. But when I rewatched it over FaceTime with Sochi, honestly, I was just kind of like, I was just waiting for like, you know, interesting quote unquote things to happen. But I was having fun because I was just like, damn, Aaron Taylor Johnson, why is this man so fucking fun? Like, but wait, what I have a fuck? question. I have a question. How do you feel about when his character dies? Oh my God, it's so fucking tragic. And it's tragic because the only good character <laughs> in the movie is He's dead. Gone. Um, why the fuck is that man so. Good looking with the Cockney accent too. Yeah, like, here's I the don't thing. understand. I know. When I was watching it, God I was like, damn. "Oh my God, Guy Ritchie, please put Aaron Taylor Johnson in one yes. of the movies." Oh I mean, God. with his mustache, his slicked back hair, he yes. looks like a fucking sleazy bastard, and I love it. Oh and God. you made a good point of like, this makes when when they announced that he's the front runner to play Bond. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh, okay. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. After seeing this, seeing him go, you know, full on Cockney, if they have him be a Brummy Bond, 
I would love that. Brummy's like a Birmingham Peaky Blinders type. I don't know why it's Peaky Blinders. That would be so That's great. So hot. Right? I'm so with you. Because think about it. Think about it. Think about it. If they made Aaron Taylor Johnson 007, then 007 would be for the girlies. Okay. All right. Okay. So, 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 so. I would like to steer us away just for a moment. God. Please do. Is it hot in here? It's really hot. It's getting toasty, and I'm wearing shorts, Shit. and it's January. Um, so, I would like to just bring up some specific complaints I have about Bullet Train. My is cold, but I'm puny. is that... Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt talks like he's fucking Deadpool, yeah. and I hate it. And yeah. it's not dignified behavior from one of the last yeah. true movie stars. Yeah, I would say what you will about him as a guy. I uh, and I will. Can I piggyback on piece that? Piece of shit. Can uh, I piggyback? Really yeah. Quick? So my issue with Brad Pitt, aka Ladybug, is not only is the character <laughs> wrong, but I think Brad Pitt's wrong. Uh, he approaches this, first of all, his outfit. He's wearing a trench coat and a boat hat and glasses. Why the fuck is this guy the lead of our action film? And he's, he's approaching this like, yeah, he's on a job, but he's kind of reluctant because he's always saying things like, oh, butthole. Or, oh, oh, yeah, no, okay, I wrote down a series isn't that, of oh, sour isn't nuts. That, isn't that kind of the point? Of his character, though, and it's yeah, it is because the point, and it's a mistake. It's a, it's a mistake because he took the job, but it's not actually his job. Yeah, and but that's but that's the problem. That's an, it has, means the issues our, inherently our baked into the film. Yeah, our protagonist has the least reason for yeah. being in the film yeah. than anybody else. He's as I told Zach, he reminds me of almost like the Big Lebowski. Because uh-huh. at towards the end, he's always saying things like, "Oh man, there's some neg- That's a bunch of negativity right there." Or you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm like, he's, why he's is not, this our lead? He's not laid back enough <laughs> to be charming. Yeah, and he's not like smug and clever enough yeah. to be charming. And here, here's what I, how I would have fixed it. Look, if you yeah. want this character to be the lead of the film and you want Brad Pitt to play it, fine. But don't have him be on a job. Have him be just someone who's stuck on this train who accidentally. Through maybe his stupidity, exactly, sets off this chain of events that ends up being what is Bullet Train. Yeah, I think that would have been better. Have him be sort of a, like, Harry-type character in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I didn't enjoy hearing Brad Pitt say, eat a bag of dicks, fuck nuts, shitballs, holy shitbox. (laughs) Again, humor was attempted. (laughs) Yeah, uh... So that was, yeah, that was one of my, one of my problems, uh... Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon wasted terrible wasted. accent. Uh, he I, he couldn't even elevate the yeah, material. I actually I agree. I don't. I'm like oh Michael. Like I love Michael Shannon. I we love Michael do. Shannon as a villain. Yeah. I, a six foot six Russian man? Question mark. Yeah. With, with Japanese. <laughs> big 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 question mark. <laughs> with Japanese tattoos too. Again, the uh, Orientalism of this film too was an issue for me. Yeah, just it was. using yeah. I, I it's kind of similar to like the I know this Darjeeling was made by Limited. White yeah, uh, no. where yeah, like Japan is just sort of window it's, dressing. It's window dressing. For That's all it is. Mostly white people. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Yeah. Uh, but Alexis, I I'm hundred hundred percent with you. Lemon and Tangerine. Should have been the leads. I would, yeah, they I would watch should have a been movie the leads. about Lemon and Tangerine. Absolutely. Oh, I want a spin-off for Lemon and Tangerine. Absolutely. They deserve yeah. it. Because if someone again, else though, wrote and directed it, hell yeah. Their, their <laughs> dynamic, their relationship, and their storyline was, I think, the only thing that worked in the movie for me. I felt genuine emotion for their, for their relationship, how they yeah. were brothers, that whole I, thing. I thought that was really cool. 
Yeah, I, I I think the the least compelling storylines for me were the prince and her father. Oh yeah. Um, See, I already forgot I, about that. I did actually like reading reviews of it later on. I saw this joke that I missed that I thought might have been actually the funniest joke. Uh, so at the beginning, a lemon puts the Percy fucking like little sticker from Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm-hmm. He he's like, and I think you are a Percy. Right? And he puts it on Logan Lerman. And you guys probably don't know, but Logan Lerman actually played oh, Percy Jackson in, in that. Oh, yeah. And so then it's like, oh, you're Percy. And I thought that was actually kind of funny. But not until after I watched the movie. Because I didn't even I didn't I didn't realize that until I read it. Oh, and then when I read okay. it, I was like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. It got a retroactive, a chuckle. retroactive, a retroactive chuckle. chuckle out of me for wow. sure. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, poor I, Logan Lerman, man. They did him dirty in this movie. Yeah, I He's, remember when I watched the movie the first time, I was like, I don't love the flashbacks for the wolf because I felt like it took us out of whatever was fucking going on I think in the all train. the flashbacks took it out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying out. is that, like, this was why I kept trying to fucking yeah. tell you guys about yeah. Bullet Train and the gentleman because I was so like, right. it's like they're doing all of these things, yeah. but they're not doing it correctly because I, instead of we were using the it. narration to, you know, pull the story line and actually seeing the stories, like, as they come, you're being pulled out of it by the flashbacks. Like, not, that's not to say that I don't fucking still... I would rewatch this movie, actually. <laughs> she will. We can see it in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, she I wants mean, more Percy when action. When this movie fucking dropped, people were absolutely feral on TikTok for fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson, and they were like... They, there were <laughs> Alexis, so we many, get it. There were so many God. edits just of this man, like, walking around. Are well, you, like... Are you are you his manager? Are you his You're agent? really plugging him. <laughs> I mean... I mean it all comes I, back yeah, to ATJ. Although, I would, I would like I, to plug I, him as I well. Have, can I, can I have a side note? He's married to this woman who's like, I think she's like 30 years older than him, 20 years older than him. And they met like when he was like I 18. Thought, I thought they, they div- they're not together anymore. They're still together. Are they? I don't know. Zach, I don't Zach I'm looking care. at you, buddy. Uh, I need answers. Great. Yeah. I'm going to not give you those. But yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I, I. 100% see what you what you meant from our episode one, by the way. Yeah, that's our first OG episode. But yeah. as we were watching Bullet Train, I looked at Zach and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about what Alexis said and she's right. I just, this just makes me want to watch The Gentleman. Yeah. Like, I want <laughs> but, to turn this off and put on The Gentleman. Yeah, but the thing is, is that sometimes I think it's like, so like I was having this conversation with like Sochi where it's like, sometimes I think the reason why we disagree on things is that I enjoy movies that I just shut off my brain and I'm just like not really caring that it's a good movie or not. Um, Sorry. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I thought about this too yeah. because I knew it was going to be brought up. I also, I have movies that you just shut your brain off to that I enjoy. How but often do you watch them? N- not that often. See, that's See, the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's just, but there are movies that are I can recognize as being. This is not a really good movie, but it's no. fun. I have a good time. Yeah, but like you guys go out of your way to like watch good movies as often as possible. I do not actually. I go out of my way to watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> I watch The Blob. <laughs> that's a damn good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I say, you know, I, I take your point. That's why here, you know, I, I'm ragging on the film. I didn't enjoy it, but I will admit, I can see why people like it. I can yeah. see why it resonates with people. I can see why people like do revenge more, frankly. But 
Yeah, Bullet Train. I think if you just turn your head, I also think this is a movie that you probably should have seen in the theater. Uh, I'd I think, like to do you I one think it better. Was, I definitely think it was more exciting in the theater yeah. like this when I watched it. feels like a movie that if I were currently drinking, I would have enjoyed more. Right, yeah. But in fact, both of these films, both I films. had the thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I was a little buzzed right now, yeah. this, this would, would maybe be, be talking a little yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, Zach and I were both doing Dry January, yeah. and so Bullet Train this and was the first real was... Test. Nice. It was a test, and... We passed. We passed. They failed. <laughs> God. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Bullet Train, or do we want to move on to do Revenge? Um, Alexis, this is mm, your pick, so yeah. I, I don't want to... No. Yeah, Hiroyuki should have had more to do. He's yeah. really... He's so daddy. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, just, just bring him back to that. He's That man is so fine, and for what? <laughs> that's it that's all i want to say thank yeah, you i i will i will finish this by saying that uh, there are people that listen to our show that i know for a fact worked on bullet train oh that's oh. actually that's what i and wanted to i just want to say yeah. for those of people. you listening yeah you're 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 repugnant human beings yeah. and i will fight you okay all joking aside I'm, I'm totally for those joking. of you who are listening to this that worked on the movie um how dare you I, and it's I, your fault <laughs> No, no, I, have, kidding, I, actually, I, I actually have another side note really quick. Um, I worked in the at the construction warehouse for Nope. So I worked with like all the construction guys and they had literally just come off of doing bullet train. Okay. So I got to talk to them just kind of about like what it was like, you know, kind of like making all the set pieces and stuff. So I actually have a lot of respect for them. I I personally thought the movie was okay. You know, I, I, I liked it. I'll rewatch it, you know, because Aaron Taylor Johnson is hot as shit, so. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so do revenge. Ugh. Let's get into that. Do revenge. So do revenge is directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson and <laughs> the synopsis is popular Drea wants revenge on her boyfriend for publishing her sex tape and exchange student Eleanor is haunted by a rumor. The two teenagers team up to take action against their tormentors. I like this one more. I did too. I didn't love it. I didn't know that until after I watched Bullet Train, <laughs> but I did enjoy this more. Um, I saw Do Revenge twice because yeah. Mick watched it the day after I watched yeah. it. Uh -huh. It didn't hold up for me as yeah. well on a second watch, but I think there are more elements of this movie that work for me. Yeah. I think Maya Hawk is very good. Yeah. There's a solid... 20 to 30 minutes in the middle of the movie where I was like, holy shit, this is cooking. Yeah. I did not expect this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was kind of mid for me. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I, so I rewatched this yesterday and I remember the, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, you know what? I give it like a three and a half. But then when I rewatched it, I bumped it up to a four. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was like, I'm going gonna, gonna to rewatch it. So for me, it's not... So I actually talked to my friend Allison about this because I asked her, like, how does she rate movies? And she uh, gives it a 4.5. But that's because she rates things on whether or not they're rewatchable for her. And That's a good criteria. Yeah. And I will agree with her that this is just like... This is a very, for me personally, a very fun movie. But I also really grew up, like, loving... 1990s like high school movies which i will absolutely say like you know clueless and those those are like mass to me like masterpieces mm. <laughs> you know fair enough mm -hmm. um so like this is this is kind of the first movie of like the last decade that i feel like kind of 
even comes close to reaching kind of what the 1990s were for me as a girl mm. for high school movies. Fair enough. Nice. I, I would say that of movies in the past 10 years that are set in high school, I would take uh, Lady Bird well, well above this film. Uh, and yeah, but Lady Bird's actually like, it's that's that's not the type of high school movie. No, that I'm I, I get about. what you mean. I <laughs> yeah. get what you, you mean. Know? Um, but I do want to bring it up because one thing that I uh, immediately thought when I watched this the first time was watching. Uh, I think his name's Austin Adams or Austin, Austin Abrams. Austin Abrams. Yeah. Uh, as Max, I yeah. was like, yeah. This is a role in need, in dire need of a Timothy Chalamet. I don't well, agree. He would, he I, would knock that smarmy prick part out of the fucking I, park. I really like Austin Abrams. Actually, Allison met him. He uh, oh, came, wow. Yeah, he came through Humboldt. Uh, he stopped at the restaurant that Allison um, works at. That's and, so cool. Um, she said that he's really fucking sweet, and he was really surprised that she recognized him. Um, yeah, because he was he was in Euphoria. I love so, that. I yeah. love that moment because she recognized him from Do Revenge, right? No, no, Euphoria. She, Euphoria. Oh, okay. That would have been hilarious if it was Do Revenge that got him recognition. No, I think it was Euphoria, but she did watch Do. She probably had seen Do Revenge already, actually. Um, but yeah, he was really surprised that like she knew who he was. Um, yeah. But I I think he's really sweet, probably. So. I I liked him as the bad guy. Yeah. I think he did a really good job. Again, he reminded me of Tim- Timothy Chalamet mixed with Alan Cummings. Alan Cumming. Uh, Alan Cumming. I don't see that. But, I've read both of your yeah. guys' reviews. He, but and, he reminded me, as ugh, I wrote, an adolescent... He, Max reminded me of an adolescent boy villain from Spy Kids. <laughs> that was kind of the vibe that he you know brought to the film. actually so funny is that my friend Sochi, she also has met Timothy Chalamet. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you buried the lead, Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like when he was like 19, because like when Sochi was going to school on the East Coast, she went to this party and a bunch of like NYU kids were there. What happened? Uh, nothing. They oh, were just. Damn it. They were just, they were just <laughs> fucking there. Oh, I, thought, I thought we were gonna get a hookup she's, story. She's never really liked him since then, I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But she's also never really watched most of his movies. Sochi, if you're you listening, know? Queen, fuck, you gotta tell she me this story. She doesn't listen, but what? <laughs> no, she specifically, her and Maddie specifically don't listen because they said that the boys are annoying. Is it us? It's <laughs> us. Is it us? They of said that they us. just want to listen to me. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of with them, actually. Sometimes <laughs> I listen to myself and I'm like, ugh. I was thinking of doing. Never happened to me. I was I'm thinking always of like, doing my cool own like little mini episodes on YouTube just for Sochi and Maddie. Just for the girlies. <laughs> just for the girlies. Today's uh, topic: Aaron Taylor Johnson, <laughs> part eighteen. <laughs> your episodes should just be your audio cut out of just like all of our audio cut out of an episode, yeah. and you're oh, just condensed I to should, the things that you're saying. I should saying. just like run like a best selects of my audio from each episode and then just send it to the, the Alexis greatest hits <laughs> yeah the b-side the b-side I love that yeah. um so anyways do revenge yeah yeah do revenge. I uh I think a, an issue that I had and I don't necessarily know how you remedy it I found the ending to be kind of a cop-out mm-hmm. um, absolutely it ended in the place that you predict it's going to end from the beginning yeah. when it's like, oh, her boyfriend's a fucking scumbag. He leaked the sex tape. Yeah. And about halfway through the movie, you get this really interesting reveal yeah. where you discover that Maya Hawke's character 
has actually come to transfer to this school on purpose to destroy Drea yeah. because she uh, made yeah. up this horrible rumor Which is about great. her in middle school. Yeah. That's a great plot uh, point. Outing her as queer and claiming that she like tried Making to hold her, her out to be a predator. Yeah, tried to hold her yeah. down and kiss her. And we get Maya Hawk being kind of like this master manipulator, like broken by this horrible thing. And I'm like, oh shit. Right? Is this actually like a conflict between Maya Hawk and uh, Camila Mendez? Because that's not at all what I was expecting. And then by the end, when you get back to, oh no, this is actually about Max being a piece of shit. I'm like, I, I understand why you're doing this but i feel like now that you've done this reveal it's kind of disappointing that you've come back to this conventional place yeah um yeah that reveal with maya hawk is more stimulating and intriguing i think than how it ends because the ending seems forced and not earned to me yeah i've kind of felt similarly uh for me this movie really lost a lot of traction like right exactly at the midpoint i remember i get to the i got to the midpoint and i was like damn, like, where's it supposed to go from here? Like, all of that was, like, really exciting. And then, like, I think for me, I just don't love... I don't love Drea's character. I really Same. dislike her. Same. Um, and so, like, I could do with, like, less of her, but also, like, I could do with more gay shit, which is mm-hmm. always my side note <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> there could be more gay I, shit. There could be more gay shit, um, <laughs> uh, especially from Maya Hawk. I don't know... This, I know I, she's playing a lesbian again. She's and it's so fantastic. good at it. She's so she good looks at it. Great. I don't understand. Oh, I boy. don't understand. <laughs> um, I have kind of a weird note. Okay. Why is Max Jewish? Yeah. Why is Max also, like, yeah. like noticeably Jewish? Yeah, why did they make he's him wearing, Jew? He's wearing a Star of David chain. Yeah. And then when he comes out for his big villain reveal speech at the uh-huh. end where he's like, Oh yeah. no, I actually have been trying to destroy you this whole time, Drea. What does he say? He, he says, says uh, th- that this uh, display of fe- female friendship, it warms my heart. I'm kvelling. Uh, that's a Yiddish word. Yeah. Like, why are we highlighting his Jewishness? I wrote in that his in my review. I was like, it's it, a strange choice it's, to make yeah, him. <laughs> it feels like the writer or the casting, yeah. I don't know, someone was like, okay, so we've got a Latina character as one of our leads. Great. We've got. Uh, an Asian girl. We've got a black sidekick. Gotta have a black sidekick. Yeah, I mean that's the uh, thing this movie has going for it. At least he has a black sidekick. But then, so who, woke. Who should our villain be? A Jew. a Jew. I don't. I just. It felt strange. I don't think it's like. I don't think, I don't think she chose him to be a Jew because he's the, the script. Villain. So it's, then, why? Why? It's, no, like I, I mean, I, I know don't, you don't know. I don't but. think that there's like malintent behind it. I just think that it plays super weird that, like, once in the scene... I feel like it gives him, like, that that white guy flavor of, like, I also have a struggle because I I also have something, you know? I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I honestly didn't even realize he was Jewish until I read your guys' review, and then I was like, oh, he's Jewish. It was, like, one of the first things I noticed, and it it plays really weird. Because, like, if that's the thing, it's like, oh, are we saying that Jews don't have, like, an actual struggle? Because I I don't like that. Like, I just, I don't know what the point of it is. It's a weird weird exercise of tokenism, again, 
giving the, the bad guy a black sidekick was a weird choice in giving him and making him Jewish a weird choice. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was. It, it wasn't. Kind of, yeah, I, think, I think it's like a. I think it's it's kind of making fun of the, the fucking uh, culture of woke tokenism. Yeah, I, maybe. To, so on that note, I will say that the uh, point where Max reveals that he started the uh, female, or sorry, cis hetero men highlighting female identifying, identifying students, students club. Yeah. That hit. That was, that was very yeah, funny. I, so my funny. my jaw dropped when that yeah. scene cut and to my, it. So I remember I wrote down that, like, LMAO, <laughs> that whole phrase. I wrote it down and I said yeah. LMAO. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, huh, specifically cis. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to include everyone, but I am actually excluding some people. Yeah. No, know? for sure. I so. also, I like that because I've had several different trans people in my life complain about the term female identifying because that's yeah. like referring to sex as opposed to gender, yeah. I believe. is So it's like, it's one of those things that like sounds very like... I'm so woke. Yeah, but it's I'm like... Hip to the, the, the terminology is kind of off. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That really hit me. And the other thing that really hit me is when they leak all the fact that Max has been cheating on his girlfriend with a girl in every single yeah. click. And the defense is that... They're ethically non-monogamous. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I I really thought that that was just like kind of showing how like society, like how people use, um, fuck, I, I wrote it down or something. Oh, beep, beep, boop. Oh yeah, socialize socialization is in a sense a kind of marketing and manipulation of the persona. You yourself are a brand. And that's just kind of what I thought of like them doing that. I was like, oh, they're just rebranding it. Yes. That hit really hard for me. I thought that again, like I this is probably around a Two, two and a half out of five for me. Yeah. Probably a two and a half. Because um, it didn't all work for me, but I feel like there are stretches and components of this movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I I think, for me, it would have been better if... Uh, so when the big reveal with uh, Eleanor happens about what her big whole plan was, they keep talking about Glenergy. Glenn Close, uh, uh, fatal attraction energy. And she, and then you have her basically talking about her big diabolical plan. It then cuts to her in a bathtub with a glass of wine and her leg draped over the side. And it basically, and she's like, you know, teenagers were psychopaths. And I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. this, are we going to get real Glenergy vibes? Is she going to kill Drea? (laughs) I think the movie would have been better if she had murdered Drea. No, but Jesus then it wouldn't—it wouldn't have been like a girl supporting girls thing. I know, but you know, I would have found it. it more interesting. I'm not into it. <laughs> I, I like. Say, I guess that it would have been more quote unquote interesting, but it wouldn't have. I guess I don't know. It wouldn't have. It's not as heartwarming. That's for sure. It doesn't leave you even, all warm yeah, and fuzzy at the end. I guess my thing is, if you're going to do. If you're going to have Max be the central conflict at the end, mm-hmm. don't introduce the twist with Eleanor in the middle. Yeah, because I it's think way more interesting. It, well, yeah, but it also, I feel like it shifts the audience's focus to this conflict that, I, yeah, I do think I is think less conventional and more interesting. I think the setup was like 
pretty convoluted, but I think that maybe what it was kind of trying to do was kind of showcase how complex when like girls kind of relationships are with each other at that age because like obviously they're you know here's the thing how many times has somebody started a rumor about you guys that has actually like made you guys lose like your entire friend group oh never i don't think anybody cared that much about me yeah zero okay yeah i I was talking to sochi about this while i was roasting you guys last night and i was like i feel like they just don't understand how fucking like how brutal it is out there yeah between like female relationships sometimes because it's like not only are you like in some ways feeling like you're in competition with each other but you're like tearing each other down and then you're you're forgiving each other because you realize actually our relationship with each other was never even the problem it was all these uh, all these fucking guys and shit you know um I know that the, I feel like to you guys, like the whole Austin thing feels like a detraction, but I like that it comes back to it because I'm like, well, of course I don't want them to feud. I feel like they had really good gay energy, like throughout like half of the movie. And like when the movie ended and they didn't kiss, I was like, that's fucked up. Also would have been more interesting. Yeah, that would that's also an acceptable oh ending, which yeah. it didn't do. But I will say there are some fantastic lines in the film which I wrote down a few of my favorites. Uh, Bitchosaurus Rex, that's right out of the gate. That's a good term. Uh, Your new vibe is high status cunt. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great one. And I love it when we meet the bearded dragon and uh, Eleanor says, my Academy Award winning bearded dragon, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, uh, Oscar winner, Olivia Coleman. Oscar winner, Olivia Coleman. I I like to keep my companions thick skinned and cold blooded. Yes. I was like, ooh, that's a sexy line. I Uh, just love the name of her iguana. It's so good. I also enjoyed the term uh, shoe faced veggie fucker. Yeah. Yeah. I like to trim my bonsai when I'm feeling vexed. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. And then it'll be like our own little friendship tattoos. Except, you know, with trauma. That didn't hit as much for me. I like that. I was like, I oh, like that. that's good. I feel yeah. like, yeah, there's, I don't know. For for every good line, there was something where I was just like, oof. Oh, this yeah, is, no, there are some stinkers This is sure. like, uh, uh, similarly to Bodies, 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 but a little worse for me. Feels like a middle-aged person who went on Twitter to try to learn how young people talk. Right. Uh, also, our uh, our blue-headed boy... Ugh. Russ or something. Yeah, Russ wasn't. Russ wasn't doing it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't very interesting. Um, but I disagreed with Mick about the whole uh them not having like any chemistry. Did you also agree with him? I agree with Mick. No chemistry there. That I don't think like they, a fucking. And that's not even Camille Mendez's fault. I just think he's a bad actor. I think the guy who plays Russell was a bad actor. Sorry, pal. Yeah, sorry. But, uh, you know, take a master class. They're cheap. You can probably afford it. You're probably a trust fund baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, you know, maybe the part just wasn't written that well. Maybe that. As somebody that actually wants to pursue acting, I actually think that I can't even tell people that I do this podcast because of how much you guys rag on other actors. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, he wasn't good in the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but I, have- I will say his outfit, he's, he's stuck out. He really did. His his leather jacket and red hair, because everyone else is dressed what like a red pa- hair. Or excuse me, blue hair. His everyone else is dressed like a pastel Easter egg at this school with mm-hmm. a plaid skirt or plaid tie. I enjoyed the costuming of this. Oh, but I found so it good. interesting so that fun. he he's a surfer boy 
and he rides a motorcycle, and he's a farmer, and he's an artist. Like, man, he's this guy's got it all. different, guys. He's so different. And he's so lucky that his dad gave him a warehouse so that he can expose I his know. trauma. Oh, boy, you God. Know? Yeah. Here's <laughs> a, gave him a warehouse here's to, thing. to do the paintball fight scene I, from I, 10 I, Things oh, I Hate oh, About oh. You. I, my biggest issue with this movie in the believability is that that girl would let somebody get paint on her school uniform oh, yeah. if she is lower income. Yeah, hell no. Because that shit is fucking expensive. I went to a, pro- a private school for, like, Catholic school. Yeah. You don't fuck with those uniforms because they're fucking expensive. I know for a fact that girl would never have allowed somebody to fucking just toss paint. Like, oh my God, I'm so in love. And, oh my God, <laughs> let's totally so have... Forced. But... It's 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 a it's a throwback to ten things I hate about you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, like there's so many things in this movie that I'm like, oh, this movie, oh, this movie. You yeah. know, like they're all clear, like kind of homages. Yeah, both... to like older movies from the '90s. Yeah, Do Revenge and Bullet Train both play both pay homage to much better films than they are. I tend to agree. Yeah, and uh, what was I gonna? Something else I was gonna mention. Oh. Something else I mentioned to Zach was that the filmmakers of this film, to me, seemed like the type of people that the film is depicting themselves. Like, it didn't seem like... It seemed like the critique it was having of trust fund babies, that whole Mm -hmm. type of people, was very soft-handed. It didn't seem like it was really a scathing critique. It seemed more like it is depicting a world that the people who made this film actually come from themselves. And I, myself, I just struggle with that class of people in general. So I think that was part of why I kind of had trouble connecting to the the story itself and what this film was trying to do and trying to say. But, you know, like I said, there are lines in it that are really fun. And of course, the tan <laughs> Studebaker Gran Turismo was oh beautiful. And then that gorgeous black Mercedes with a red interior. Oh, oh yeah, the, the cars were actually really the nice. The cars were That's, fantastic. You know, from my first viewing of this my note at the end was not certain i love the ending feels a little cookie cutter dialogue suffers a bit that fucking car though (laughs) (laughs) and then i said it's too gay at the end you can't do that to me and in quotations thank god there's a towel under me (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that line made me laugh that was so good oh my god i actually used that line here talking to you guys after i saw this movie and you guys didn't know it was from the movie yet oh Um, that was last year after i'd seen in the movie <laughs> i started saying something about like somebody on the tv and i was like thank god that's there's so a, sneaky a couch under me. <laughs> she's been referencing this film for years <laughs> my god um oh i think we might be fucked up soulmates was one of my favorite lines mm. for sure i mean and sophie turner i just oh, man. fucking love that woman i don't do cocaine i don't even know what it looks like she doesn't even know what it looks like yeah, yeah. literally so fucking good you know, and then at the... me out. She's like, and then i developed a cocaine problem yeah yeah and at the very end she, she's like she's like and i just wanted to tell you that i oh that was great i hope the very worst happens to you like, I, I, so I love and that's a your thing. Ear Talk about performances. Yeah. I believed her. I yeah. believed every word that Sophia Turner was saying. Yeah. That was great. Uh, one of my favorite themes was like when Drea's like, uh, I don't know, just like go down on me. And then he's like going down on her and she's like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm, oh. Oh. I came. Let's, let's go to a party. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. She, she, she taps his head and she says, I came. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That shit was mad funny to me. Uh, one of my favorite things also is that like they 
tell you what's going to happen in the whole movie just by the books that the characters are reading. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, um, the second time that we see Eleanor, so we see her in the car at first, and then the second time we see her is when she's, like, introducing us to kind of, like, Drea or whatever, right? And she's reading a book, and the book she's reading is Strangers on a Train, um, which is a, is it, I think it's a, is it Alfred Yeah, Hitchcock? it's a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. yeah, have you guys seen it? No. No. Okay, so it's literally the whole story is just they're strangers on train. Um, well, they essentially decide to commit each other's murders right. so that they can get away with it. She's reading Strangers on a Train, and so once you've rewatched it, you're just like, oh, they're telling you already that something's up because it seems like it's Drea's idea to do each other's revenge, but actually it's obviously Maya who's setting it up. Right. And so when you see her reading Strangers on a Train, that is actually your first clue that she's the one who's setting up everything. That's fun. I yeah. like that. Um, and then uh, Gabby, uh, Austin Abrams, uh, Max. Okay, so Max's sister, Gabby, during the first like kind of, what would you call that? Assembly? She's reading Dangerous Liaisons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is literally just a movie about a court of people and two people kind of like at the top uh, fucking with everybody else's lives. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. There's like some, there's like some fun kind of like Easter eggs, I guess, in there. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that Sarah Michelle Gellar is in this movie because she was like one of the queens from like the 90s. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I could have used more of her. Um, Yeah. Isn't Cruel Intentions, which she's in, an adaptation of Dangerous Liaisons? Uh,. Actually, it probably is. I think it is. Because that was a thing in the 90s where you would adapt a classic work of literature but put it in a contemporary high school. Do Revenge is literally Strangers on Train. Right. You know? Yeah. And Clueless, which is one of this director's, like, favorite movies, is is Emma by Jane Austen. You know? So, and 10 Things That I Hate About You is The Taming of the the Shrew by fucking Shakespeare. Yeah. You know? So... I don't know. I kind of thought it was like a fun little homage. It's definitely the, the most fun kind of a high school movie that I've seen in years. Um, and I just love Maya Hawk so much. I'm, I'm really excited for her to do something else, I think, yeah. with her acting. Um, I think it's kind of actually unfair to kind of pick at maybe Camilla's acting because i feel like her character just kind of is what she is There's yeah it's a not... less interesting yeah, no. role that's the so, thing i think she played it well yeah i think she played it well it's just the character so ah, and also the only other thing that she's really known for doing is riverdale yeah. which really doesn't give you much to work with no and like i try to keep in mind that um Despite Maya kind of being newer to the acting game, she is a Nepo baby. Yeah, (laughs) So she is grown up with two very, very good actors as parents and has probably been able to get, you know, lessons from them, lessons from other people. And, you know, so, you know, I, I think... I would like to see Camilla and some other things that are more interesting. And I would like to see Maya Hawk do something other than Maya Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like, like to, to give see her, her not material. play a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for Maya Hawk's career. Actually, she's really, she's really good. She's in this movie. Uh, I think it's mainstream, which isn't a great movie. I haven't seen it, but I really want to watch it because it, I, I think she doesn't play a high schooler. So okay. um, it came out in 2020 with Andrew Garfield. I've heard it's like not a great movie, but I really want to watch it because Maya Hawk's in it. And Andrew Garfield. And you love him. And I do love that man. God yeah. damn it. 
Uh, well, I'm getting work calls, so maybe we should wrap this up. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. Alexis, do you have anything else that you want to cover? Um, no. I just, uh... I, I'll defend this movie probably to the ends of the earth because I, I really love a high school movie. But uh, I also nice. agree that it's not, like, the best necessarily. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's fun. And, you know, I know uh, I went down the rabbit hole of, of ragging on these films, but I will say, um, yes? Oh, um, in your review, you talked about how you don't like the whole, like, teenage... What, what, did you, what was it? Oh, yeah. I, I, str- I fundamentally <laughs> struggle with teenage films because yeah. they, they put teenage problems on a pedestal, and I yeah. think being an adult is far harder. Yeah, me and me and Sochi roasted you like so hard for that. I, <laughs> last I, night I stand by what I said. I, do, I don't agree. I actually find being an adult so much easier than being a teenager. It's less emotionally volatile, but I feel like the problems I'm dealing with are more intense. Yeah, I, I agree. don't agree. Actually, I mean, I don't know. Just taxes and and having a job and and life stuff and car trouble and house trouble and you know you know you know what I mean. It's like medical bills. It's like adult stuff. It's not fun. What medical bills do you have? I'm just saying, in gen- not just uh, for me. Is, uh, we're proud to announce on the podcast I'm just that saying, is dying. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting a GoFundMe. God, can we start a fake GoFundMe yeah. and pretend uh, to make I stand by what I said. I think it's harder being an adult. But uh, you know don't what? Agree. I think me and Sochi were maybe being a teen girl. That's what we were is, saying. Is was a like, totally different lived experience, and that's it that's really fine. is. It's really a different yeah. lived experience. And that makes sense. But what uh, I was going to say was, yeah. uh, you know, I did, I had fun ragging on these films, but uh, I understand that it is very, very, very hard to make a good film. And it's very, very, no one goes out to make a bad movie. I see why people liked it. And I have nothing against any of the people that were involved, except for the crew members of Bullet Train, if you're listening. They're bad they're people. Bad people. We don't like you. We don't like you. <laughs> Just kidding, we love you. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I don't know they you, so I can't even they, say that. They weren't, these films are not for me, but um, I checked them out, and you know what? I was exposed to new stuff, and that's never a bad thing. Both these films are on Netflix, if you want to see them. That's right. Yeah, uh, I just want to reiterate that I don't agree with Mick and Zach, and that I actually don't think that these are bad movies. <laughs> and with that, I would like to reiterate that I do think they're bad movies, and I don't agree with the answers. But you know, I think that that's the fun thing about this podcast, and something that I want to kind of hold to going forward yeah. is, I always want to have one person on the side of a movie <laughs> that we're talking about, because I don't want to well, just be mean and negative. Yeah. So exactly. I think that fucking hats off to you for sticking yeah, to Yeah, well guns. done, Alexis. Oh, yeah. I this actually was a d- good episode. I discussed with Sochi that I find it very hard to have discussions about things that I disagree on because I tend to take a very middle-of-the-road stance on things. And she was literally like, oh, that's just being a woman because you always just take the middle road on things so right. that you're not to detract like every time i'm like oh i i kind of liked it i didn't like dislike it but you guys have like you guys have your opinions and you're confident in your opinions but i'm always so movable in my opinions you know yeah 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 well stick to your guns yeah i think you i think you did a good job sticking to your guns (laughs) on this uh if you like high school like fun high school films i think that in my opinion yeah do revenge, not a bad watch. It's yeah. worth checking out. I'll give you that. Bullet train drained me, but I'm. I think you could skip bullet train, but do revenge is yeah. worth checking out. Uh, you know what? Um, I think 
aren't we going to do some high school movies later this year, hopefully? Yes. Yep. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. There's one Back I'm to very school, excited baby. for. There's one I'm extremely excited for. Okay, great. I'm not going to reveal it, but I'm, I'm stoked. Okay, superb. There we go. Well, now that we're at the... We're think, at, are we at the end? I'm sorry, Alexis. I think we're at the end. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We're dead? Okay. Yeah, let's yeah. let's keep this let's keep this train going. So we need to cover. Uh, I I believe it's my pick. It so is now it's for the, the upcoming week. The final episode of our 2022 in review. Yeah, and um, you know what? I I still have been bouncing around about what we're going to review for next week, and because Alexis uh, made the bold move. Man, I'm getting shafted here. You are. I'm sorry, Zach, but you are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride Alexis' coattails I to success. I feel like fucking John Goodman in The Big Lebowski. Does nobody give a shit about the rules? Well, this is not Nam. This is not Nam. What's this is not there Nam. Are there are rules. There are rules, and I'm breaking them. He's gonna pick two movies. What's... I'm breaking them. Oh. Yeah, I'm doing a double feature. And that double feature is Ty West, X, and Pearl. Oh. I would like to cover those two because it's the movie that got us, that got the ball rolling for 2022. It brought us all together in, a, you know, kind of. Um, it's, it's a great time. I would like to watch the both of them and review both of them and just talk about why uh, they're really damn good films. Do you guys own any of them on DVD? We own both we of them. We own both. Okay. I might just borrow those then. I don't okay. really, I don't really want to rent them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I believe X is on streaming, but Pearl you have to rent. Okay. Yeah, X is on Showtime, and Pearl is. I know. Yeah, not really on anything. That I really liked Mia Goth and Pearl, but I kind of am not super excited to rewatch it. I well, it should be interesting to talk about at least. Yeah. yeah. So. Because uh, I would like to do a deep dive into. I know we've talked about Pearl. We haven't really done a deep dive yet into X yet. Yeah. And I think that would be fun. All right. Yeah. So well, we'll see you next week, y'all. Yeah. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at Filmmakers Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And if you want to shoot us an email, tell us, tell Mick and I that we're fucked up and uh, that these movies are good and you side with Alexis. Uh, you can shoot us an email at <laughs> filmmakerspod at gmail.com and uh, yell at us about the error of our ways. Bye. Bye. Bye.